Right, honourable members, please be seated and calm. No, no, I think it's important we are calm and patient as we consider our response to the so-called Windsor framework. It's a no, Sir Geoffrey. Never get it. Junior, please. Tell the Hindu we'd sooner put a father on land than agree to his heathen treachery. Now, there are some positive aspects for the Prime Minister's deal. Namely, look at all the media attention we're getting. Right enough, I've done 70 in interviews. Channel 5 News! Nuts Magazine! Raging Seniors was trending on Pornhub. That was our Sammy's doing. The eyes of the world are on us members, and we will wait until our loyalists go between has told us what our decision is. But how will we explain the delay? Uh, We can say we're looking closely to see if our seven tests have been met. You know, drag out the coverage. Yeah, test number one. Does the King's Betrayal Framework, as it should be known, increase the fat content of British sausages flowing into Northern Ireland? No! Test number two. Does it allow for the free flow of pets, ferrets, potato seeds, pasties, lap dancers, flags, and Vauxhall stickers to cover over the Fenian Opal logos. Yes, but let's say it. No! Test three. Does the framework guarantee that people will stop Googling how our previous stances on solving the border issue keep clashing with things we say and do five minutes later? And test four to seven were just made up so we'd reach a biblical number and make us look fundamental for our die-semi-hard followers. So, friends, will we allow His Majesty's government to ride a coach and horses through our constitutional right to be exactly the same as the rest of the UK, except for the dozens of laws and British social reforms we object to? Oh, oh. Will we held a ranch all their red and green lane for goods on our good Protestant porch. The Sinn Féin IRA chat GPT poor masculine bum worshipping murder gangs will never force us into a green lane. Orange lanes only. Red, white, blue ones! Lens Gentlemen, gentlemen, we have a strategy. We must ensure the union remains strong. As strong as the ropes of cholesterol holding Sammy Wilson together. And just about stopping him from exploding into a mist of vaporised bacon. Pork scratchings in me wee moustache! So let us go out there and say one thing but mean another. Let us dress illusion as logic. And talk out of both sides of our mouths. And out the other end too. And above all, never admit that we're just terrified the TUV will steal our copyrighted brand of opposition to reality. Is it weird that the destiny of a major international agreement is down to our collective fear of a party with zero MPs and a single MLA? We'll never stop until we can free ourselves of the protocol and build our own army of orange men made entirely of Cumberland pork to defend our province and erect a hard border against the Sinn Féin huckle-booking, juicing, waxing, cross-dressing, white-number-plated, opal-hopping, tenants denying Popish tags of the Dublin Republic of Sexy Perdition! It's been a week of micro-scandal for the TD with allegedly more aliases on planning forms than a fella from Anglo applying for credit cards a week after the crash. Niall Collins, or is it Neil Collins, or Niall O'Connor, or Timmy Dooley when he's voting, is the latest victim of OnTheDitch.com, who are now close to scoring a hat-trick of ministerial scalps in just six months. Just how on earth they did it, nobody knows. Well, it appears they just uh, searched records that are fully available to everyone. How come no one else is doing this? I mean, has nobody noticed that the 
Taoiseach is calling for tax breaks for landlords right after he declared in the Dole Register that he himself is now a landlord. We don't have time for that. So what does Junior Minister Niall Collins do now? He could have done a Damien English on it, who resigned so quickly none of us got to wonder how he's able to hold on to houses with the mortgages are run by vulture funds. Funds who usually operate like the face suckers in the alien movies before popping out your chest in a shower of blood and deeds with all your worldly possessions. Um, when you resign as a junior minister, you automatically become immune from any further accountability or questions, even if you're still a TD. I mean, they're the rules. Um, it doesn't make any sense, uh, thankfully. There were ominous early signs for Collins when lesser spotted ministers started expressing support. Simon Coveney, who's had more scandals than Robert Troyes had rented flats, tripped headfirst into the row. Uh, I haven't read uh, the article about what he's supposed to have done wrong, but I have read his denial statement about the article. Uh, so this is my statement uh, to support his statement uh, about the article about what he's supposed to have done wrong, which uh, I haven't read. Delete your text, Niall, if you can hear me. Delete them all. Collins finally provided a dull statement in the hopes that he could simply bore the story to bits in his signature monotone. Down, Carla. The house in question was in a planning pressure area whereby if you refer to the relevant statutes in Limerick's local planning guidelines in relation to the 2001 rules... <laughs> applicable to said property which fell between dates Ah yes, 2001 back when I bleached my tips to watch Paddy Casey screech on the Alcopop stage at the Witness Festival Oh how I stayed up all night off my teats on Smithicks Collins's bet is that any mention of 22-year-old Limerick zoning bylaws will save his coveted job. Uh, well, in terms of he's, he's been a very effective uh, minister of state at the uh, at the uh, um, let's have a look at the Department of Further and Higher Education. Apparently, hold on a second. He plays second fiddle to Simon Harris. That would be more humiliating than being the support act to Monday at 1pm on the ESAT Gigiphone stage at Witness. Why do these Egypts even want these piddling jobs? Miha Lahan, off to delete everything I've ever committed to a phone or keyboard before the ditch finds out what I did in a portaloo at Slane 95. RTE News. This week, the Government of Ireland announced the Chair of the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs, Paul Reid. Hi, you might remember me from that time you made a bet with your wife that I was a hospital porter, but it turned out I was the head of the HSE. Paul will be chairing 99 Citizens on Drugs, starting in April. Mushroom season, and we report by December if we can fit it all in while I'm travelling up to Leitrim and offering me services as brand ambassador for City West. Paul Reid brings vast experience to this new exciting challenge. Yeah, I've been out in Carrick and Shannon getting wolf whistles from hen parties ravaged by yokes and bulmers who know me off the telly. But I don't do drugs myself. You might call me Dr. Zero Crack if that name isn't taken. Paul Reid will be totally independent. He'll be gathering proposals on how to improve substandard drug services run by the, um, the HSE. The place that'll soon be paying me a pension. But don't worry, there's no possibility of a conflict of interest because there's no joined up thinking in the HSE. <laughs> Some praise for Paul Reid. I'm Simon Harris. I worked extensively with Paul Reid and I can't think of anyone better to live tweet from the Citizens' Assembly. <laughs> if their jaws start grinding, run for your life, Paul. <laughs> block, block, block. Uh, Paul Reid has been a pioneer. It was him who realised that when you give millions in contracts to consultant companies to run public services and everything gets worse anyway, the only thing for it 
is to hire more consultants. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that this is an assembly. We'll discuss things the government could be asked to do ourselves. However, we will provide the radiator for the report to slide down behind afterwards in terms of court. Uh, can I also add that I'd be like the least last qualified person in the world to offer an informed view on drug use. I wouldn't even know what a K-hole is. See us all in City West, I hope. The Citizens' Assembly on Drugs. Ah, lads, we'll have to give EY a contract to come up with a less embarrassing name. Dressed in a black overcoat, off-black suit, scarf and sporting a communion day short back and sides and a scowl like a paisley at a Cayley, Enoch Burke and his family arrived 12 minutes late to his hearing at the High Court. His father, described as resembling Enoch Burke if he was hit by lightning, had driven him to court from Mayo in a silver-coloured high-and-eye vehicle filled with Burkes ranging from smug to pompous. A spokespreacher for Burke said they were late to court because they claimed the vehicle's sat-nav system has a mind of its own, which is something that goes against the family's religious beliefs. Before adjourning, the judge ordered the school in the case to prepare detailed notes of every occasion Mr Burke has been in contempt of the injunction. School representatives responded, Ah, sir, you can't be serious at the news of this extensive homework. When pressed further, they mumbled, Nothing, and brandished middle fingers at the judge's direction, hidden carefully under their desks. The judge then rose, and minutes later, the Burke family arrived, fittingly behind the times. Enoch Burke emerged first, followed by a brother, which one, there's unfortunately no reliable way to ascertain. Behind them, Mammy Burke and Ami Burke, very much the Chris and Chloe of the family, clearly angling for a spin-off. There was a large media present, hoping to catch a glimpse of Mammy Burke making an absolute show of herself. Once inside, the Burkes directed vigorous criticisms of the departed judge's character towards his empty chair, disputing the marital status of his parents at the time of his conception. Enoch Burke's contention is that by his treatment at his former place of employment, his fundamental adult right to ignore the rights of children has been wrongfully breached. As they left the court, the Burks did not directly address the media, instead doing that other thing where they stand in a circle facing each other having an awkwardly loud conversation for our benefit. Yes, Mommy, yes. A sham. yes, yes Mammy, yes. it was a sham. A sham and a disgrace, Mammy. God help the country. God help the country. There were several jeers from passers-by outside the court by young teenagers who cannot be named for legal reasons and also because it's hard to tell normal 14-year-old boys from the terrifying narcos running the city centre anymore. One shouted, Your ma! whilst making a lewd gesture. Another yelled, Mayo tossers! before snort-laughing half a bottle of banana-flavoured Yazoo on the pavement. Meanwhile, the Westboro Baptist Church in America, a famously hate-preaching institution, has said it believed Burke had gone too far, which is a bit like the ghost of Liberace telling Elton John to tone it down a bit, darling. One of those generic court reporters, outside the four courts, Radio News. To my friend, Mr. Dave Fanning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah, yeah, fantastic, Marty. We're a week early to do the Oscars preview, though. No, no, no we're actually a week late, Dave. Well, hey. I was supposed to have you on for your tribute show last week, but there was no room. I was giving away Michael Bublé CDs on the show. CDs? Mm. I thought people only hang them outside now to scare away the pigeons. <laughs> oh. Hey, hang on a second. Did you say a tribute show? I did. What sort of a tribute? Is it sort of a tribute act like the band of jobless fellas that formed the Red Hot Chili Poppers? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's for you, Dave. You. He'll do a tribute act of me 
What is it called? No. Ray Fanning, I suppose. No, no. Has tunes with a DJ talking over the music all night. Uh, no, no, no. It's for your retirement, dear boy. What? You're the last one out of 2FM. Hold on a second. I've been axed. Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm gone. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I got martied in the end off 2FM. Go ahead. This is only news to you now, sir. Yeah. Goodness me. It was in all the papers. Well, maybe not all the papers. Uh-huh. They even put in a nice photo of you from long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been mean if they'd used a snap of you now, for heaven's sake. Oh. <laughs> well, sure, look, go on. I might as well pay tribute to myself on the show here. Just go ahead. What a career you've had, Dave. I did, yeah. Thanks a million, Dave. The fanning sessions, of course. Remember Binge those? Binge drinking or psychotherapy. And, oh, and oh, here you are, oh. Dave, departing before old Marty from RT. Who would have thought? <laughs> and entirely by choice, of course, as well. Yeah. Even though I was just reading about myself online there, Dave. Yeah, despite literally saying publicly four months ago that I absolutely no plans to quit, oh. I've, I've, I've actually abruptly decided to quit. <laughs> but you'll send me on the radio, I hear. Will, 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 will I really? Actually, this is such an RT retirement, isn't it? Yeah. Which station again did you hear where I'm going? One of those oh. very Irish radio stations that are only available on the telly. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm already on the telly. Oh. I'm actually doing that thing in Whelan's on Virgin too. Oh, there's two virgins. You'd imagine they'd get off together and then there'd be none. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, right. So for the last time ever on 2FM, oh. this is Dave Fanny signing off, spinning off. Sorry, the... holy Shostakovich. I'm on your show. I thought I was... Well, it's not mine anymore, but yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I no, think no. so. Real Dave Fanny show. This is 2FM. I was it? pretty sure you were on my show. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I came back from the canteen. You just happen to be in here oh. pressing the button. So, so is this gold? Are we on RT gold? Sorry, or... they're putting me in gold. Yes. But I'm terrified of rotting corpses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a glue factory for the detritus of 2FM. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Uh, uh, so who's left in 2FM then after all of this? Ah, sure you know yourself. Talking quiffs of hairspray who are either on Dancing with the Stars or anyone who can sell vitamins on Instagram that promises to poop yourself pretty. <laughs> Naughty Marty. We'll, we'll be cancelled. <laughs> sure, we're already in the place you go to when you're cancelled. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Good luck, yeah, yeah. See ya, good luck. Hello and welcome to Primetime. Tonight, he's on the radio more often than an ad for a concert that just isn't selling. But who is Adrian Cummins, CEO of the Restaurants Association? Our primetime reporter with the scary voice genuinely tries to find out. He's been called the most powerful lobbyist in Ireland. Some have likened him to a walking, talking trucker box, guilting the country into giving money to his industry. We're calling on the government to introduce a bespoke package of subsidies to assist the poorest, most vulnerable, at-risk, hard-up and their needs group in the country. Restaurateurs. So just how did he become so influential? Fintan O'Toole explains. Adrian Cummins is a fascinating figure. In many ways, to understand Adrian is to understand Ireland, I suppose, because Adrian is Ireland. Oh dear, Fintan's torturing metaphors again. Here's what you need to know. Cummins grew up in Galway, the son of a publican and postmistress. He went to college and got a job at the IFA. For younger viewers, the IFA is the Restaurants Association for people who eat their dinner before Dahi and Mora come on. One government TD described him as a pain in the hoop. We've disguised the deputy's voice to make it sound more daring. Don't get me started on that brazen whore. If he's not WhatsApping you, he's tapping you on the shoulder at the bar, asking if he can pull you in for a quick chat, like he's on Love Island. But instead of shifting you, he's shafting you. Cummins has also dabbled in politics, running for Fianna Fáil in 2004. He wasn't elected, but you know what they say. Once a Fianna Fáiler, always a fierce bang of Bertie off you. 
Limerick TD, Willie O'D. Oh, stop, he's a dorse, but he's our dorse. He knows all the best restaurants around the country, like the Embassy Grill in Barles Bridge. A chipper where you can sit down. Imagine, Donkey Fords in Limerick hasn't even a bollard outside to get piles on while you're eating a dinner box. Am I the kid? Small wonder, then, that Cummins was granted an audience with the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party meeting before last week's mini-budget. His reward? A surprise extension of the 9% VAT rate for restaurants. Here's Finance Minister Michael McGrath. Well, uh, it is often conveyed that uh, he has some kind of sway over us, but that is untrue. He comes in, he tells me what he wants, and I say, yes, sir, absolutely no problem, sir, and I do exactly what he wants in the national interest. But after years of grant subsidies and a VAT holiday extended, will he finally be satisfied? <laughs> he will in my whole dash, i.e. Scary reporter there. If you've been affected by any of the issues raised in tonight's programme, treat yourself to a lovely meal in your local restaurant. Wait, did he get to us as well? I know! Adrian! Ah, go diddle dee dee do it galore, me fellow Fenians. I'm a rasherish. Tis me, Michael O'Flatley, Lord of the Dance and Prince of the Prati. And this is me truth scale podcast, The Jigs Up. I speak truth to snowflakes and say, Slana, where is Walia? To Cunis culture. That's right. We'll come to the Lib Flakes War and James Bond in a minute, but (laughs) first to me guests. Hi. Behind every successful Colleen stands a fierce far. <laughs> Me first guest stands fierce far behind three lassies. <laughs> what a man he must be. Jim Carr, Cade Million Fault. Well there, Michael Hay, me sound gassing you. And a brave buccal who only looks like a liberocrat, snortialist, camuflake. Mick Wallace, uh, MEP. God be good to you. You're all focused on the way I look. Me hair, me shirt, me underslaw's interests, me debts, me subsequent unexplained hey. softness on Russia. What about the real <laughs> issues? Oh. Like how the war is an inside job by Neho Smoky Bacon Flavour. Oh, don't be worried. We focus on the real issues here. I assure to be sure, yeah. So, me vocals, uh, have you seen the latest Ramesh, the so-so Just Eat Warriors are up oh to? Yeah. Censoring Seamus Band, Double O Shot, rewriting Ian Fleming's beautifully crafted truths about savages. It is pay, say, gan mad. Jim. No, no, it's not mad at all, Michael Dale. Oh. It's very carefully planned. The clues are out there. All right. If you press play on any James Bond film there at the exact moment when the first plane hits the towers, hey, uh. then at nine minutes, 11 seconds later, your sisters, hey, uh. will publicly distance themselves from you. It's all a distraction. Who cares whether some wrecked-looking spy says something racist or sexist or is using his position of influence to spread Russian propaganda? Focus on the real issues. Right. America is living in Europe oh. under the guise of something called Ukraine. It wasn't there before. Look at the maps. Uh, but to get back on point here, lads, don't you just love Seamus Band, Sky Falcha, Dr. Neil, Pussy Golair. The woke eminists say it's full of toxic masculinity. But sure, that's the best kind. And why are the Russians always the bad guys in the film? Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't blow up the Nord Stream no, pipeline. No. It was the entitled states of America. Wake up. Yeah, but who built the pipeline, Mick? Hey, it was the aliens. No, it was the Germans, Jim. No, that's just what the aliens do be calling themselves now. So it is. Oh, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. And of course, my own movie Blackbird's only very small, bit loosely inspired by Seamus Bond. Yeah, but yeah, but that Q character there yeah. is very suspect. Right. He knew too much. And a member of the LGBTQ 
commune. Q, Q Anon, who has done great work whistleblowing on the American war machine. All right, and yeah. wait, are, maybe yous are a puppet for the Western war ah, machine here. Yeah. Don't you try to conspiracy theory me, yeah, yeah. For all we know, you're a Martian weather balloon alien, so yeah. You take that uh, back. Yeah. You take that back. Right, right, right. I'm afraid, Shin, all we have time for, so we'll leave it there, friends. Right, Slango right. fool, and may the road raise tomato. And justice for the Barks. The Hague for Emperor Biden. Blackbird for the Oscars. E.T. is your father. Off the ball on News Talk. Brought to you by Crying at Damien Dempsey Gigs. The manly way to express your feelings. Yeah, that's so true. Welcome back to Off the Ball with me, bloke presenter. How are we all doing? Pointless sidekick yeah. story. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. And the indistinguishables. Grand, yeah, yeah grand, yeah. Great yeah. crack, great yeah. crack. No bothers, yeah. yeah. Indistinguishables. Yeah. I think I've cracked your identity, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on there. Yeah, go on. Is, is one of you like Carl Mullen from Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we actually yeah, do we, sound yeah, alike. We, yeah, yeah, all blokes our age do. Yeah, yeah. 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 I really thought I had it Anyway A lot to get through this evening Let's kick things off with Off the Banter Off the Banter On News Talk Brought to you by shouting Wahey When someone drops their pint in the pub Oh man I love when that happens It's so funny (laughs) Never gets old So the Six Nations Mm. Is on a break this weekend But Ireland is still on top Following last week's win Over Italy Georgia Maloney Your lads took one hell of a beating Georgia Maloney Is that one of the rugby wags? No she's the Italian Prime Minister Sure Could have sworn I met her at the Wes Anyway unfortunately Ireland will be without some players for the rest of the championships including Finlay Beelham Finlay Beelham go back to Summer Bay with your name like that yeah 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 in other sports Formula 1 is back this weekend isn't yeah. it amazing how popular F1 is these days oh, all credit to Netflix for brainwashing the public into thinking it's actually interesting yeah. you know maybe we should get them to do a show about the hurling and the football league <laughs> next one <laughs> instead of Drive yeah. to Survive it could be called Puck to Give a oh, Fuck oh come on now lads kids are listening to this what? come on no, I think it's oh, only taxi drivers no. man these fellas and Hondas <laughs> Alright, that's enough banter It's time to talk real issues On Off The Fence Off The Fence Serious Face Brought to you by David Beckham Wearing a sarong that one time Progressive Yeah, all of us yeah. actually remember yeah. that yeah, We're yeah, all middle age right, right, you know? This week it was announced That Katie Taylor Will not oh. fight Amanda Serrano oh. In Dublin as planned With Serrano citing injury oh. Comes after negotiations With Croker To hold the bout there yeah, Still What do we think of this fellas? This is a screw Ireland's greatest ever athlete male or female I don't see yeah. gender me no, 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 being no, no, asked no. to fight in the three arena I mean it's just insulting yeah. three arenas are for Michael Bublé's yeah. they're not for uh, Katie Taylor no way yeah, it really feels like she's been let down by the promoters yeah. the government Gosh. GA yeah. Gang, gangland yeah, gangland yeah. son yeah. of the world narcos yes. what yeah. kind of message are we sending to our daughters with this are you are you okay man sorry, you right? Right? I just love my daughter so much she was yeah. thinking of a Damo Dempsey track oh, sorry, and I just it's okay we're there yeah. for you man acceptable crying there that's okay bro yeah Yeah, okay well let's take a break and after that we'll be talking about the Premier League footballer sanctioned by the FA for gambling Uh, our tips on who to bet on the Puerto Rico Open oh that's awkward now lads who who approved that segue (laughs) off the ball voted number one radio station among anonymous Twitter users who follow Conor McGregor
Right, well I think we avoided another junior minister resignation yeah. And we can thank the news that drowned it out Like Brexit and drones Ironic Dude, if that droney turf muncher with the presence of a stuffed otter in a suit had to go Which tub of margarine left out in the sun from the Fianna Fáil back benches could you even promote? And I know It is full of deputies I either thought had died years ago Or I assumed were cleaners when I seen them about the chamber Wow and There's two lads called Minehen I've never heard tell of now, Maybe it's the same guy But he has slightly different names reserved for planning applications like Niall Collins Long quick <laughs> uh, Listen I was fear surprised That you didn't try to Claim Brexit As one of your victories oh. You used to always Hop on that bandwagon uh, When you were a younger T-shirt Ugh, I know Unfortunately the men In grey suits Won't let me Ah, uh, The true power in the country The, 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 the civil servant I'd love nothing more Than to bash the DUP Around with a sick soundbite Just to puff up My self-satisfaction ratings Sadly I must hold back You know your man Sunak is fierce clever All the same yep. Forcing Jeffrey To say no To something called Windsor Dude, they say no to everything. The Good Friday Agreement when Jeffrey left the UUP for the DUP just so his no could be in all caps. They've said no to the backstop, no to the protocol, no to a Shinner First Minister, no to gay cakes, no to Southern Tato. And Sammy Wilson says no every day to fruit and veg. Still, though, the, the important thing is that even if Stormont isn't back and the knot goes to shiz, mm. Joe Biden is coming to us for a week of photo ops. <laughs> a week? A week? Yeah, but it will be me standing next to the US press. You'll be out of focus in the background next to some Irish-American who's been stapled together from the parts of 72 corpses. Uh, it's pretty all the same. I mean, Joe would much prefer my company than what? trying to drag a bit of crack out of you. That's actually true. God, I wonder will the Secret Service expect me to help him off the loo and pop his teeth in before every speech? And I thought we'd left the noon and days behind us. Merton, no, I see the Brits are assessing their pandemic response now. Oh, yeah. Schools sh- shouldn't have been shut, kids shouldn't have been masked, the nursing homes were ignored. Thankfully, in this country, we never ever reckon with our past. Leave it alone. Oh, no, but we, we, we'll have an inquiry, of course. In, in a year, maybe. A really dull one. Maybe Niall Collins could be chair. That would kill all interest. And the conclusion would still be the same anyway. Yeah. Our lads were heroes. Tish Leo's speeches were legion. And my running up to the podium like. Like a young scamp in his 50s. How RTE1 became our uninquisitive personal channel. But they won't broadcast that finding. Lol. And of course, we do it all again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Pull on the green jersey. Yeah. Hashtag stay at home. Shut up and don't ask questions. Hashtag we're in this together. But we're still taking travel expenses, even though we catch travel. Anyway, right, <laughs> back to work. I have a busy few days ahead doing nothing about the energy companies fleecing people. Yeah, and this housing crisis doesn't ignore itself, you know. Laters, dude. Totes my goat, right?